Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Today's session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 68 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials for March the 1st to March the 7th, covering Doctrine and Covenants 20 to 22. And we will be concluding Section 20 today and moving into Section 21 finishing off uh, today with the sacrament prayers in Doctrine and Covenants section 20. As we know, these prayers are probably the most repeated prayer uh, in the church, unless you count the prayers that we say in our homes that sometimes we repeat very often. But in terms of official prayers, this these are the prayers that are said most regularly. And I've heard it said often that, you know, if the Heavenly Father wants us to have a prayer that we hear the most, it'll be, you know, his his favourite prayer would be the one we hear the most. And, you know, the sacrament is the one that is repeated every week in every meeting house across the globe. Uh, And so it must have a great significance to him and therefore to us. Um, In verse 76 of Doctrine and Covenants section 20, it says, And the elder or priest shall administer it, and after this manner shall he administer it. He shall kneel with the church and call upon the the Father in solemn prayer, saying... Now, before we go into the actual prayer, why I'm going to share a quote by Elder Peter M. Johnson, who uh, interestingly is now the Manchester Mission President uh, in our area, which is quite exciting. Uh, but he said, quote, As we humbly partake of the sacrament, we remember Jesus' suffering in that sacred garden called Gethsemane and his sacrifice on the cross. We experience gratitude to the Father for sending his only begotten Son, our Father, uh, his only begotten Son, our Redeemer and show our willingness to keep his commandments and to always remember him. There is a spiritual enlightenment associated with the sacraments. It is personal, it is powerful, and it is needed. Close quote. This is particularly important for us because we know that the sacrament is of great importance and it brings us closer to our Saviour, at least it should. And we have spoken before on this podcast about how we can make the sacrament a more sacred experience and how it can be a sacred experience every week not just on the off chance, not just in times where we're going through difficulties, but every week we can have a spiritual moment, a spiritual uplifting moment uh, when we partake of the sacrament. Uh, And that is of a great blessing to us. In regards to the sacrament prayer itself, we know very much what is said. But I wonder how often we take the time to think carefully about these words that whatever the, the vessel is at that point, the bread or the water, that it is, it is blessed and sanctified, which is interesting. We've talked about sanctification of ourselves already in this section, and now we're talking about sanctification of these emblems and how they will rem- remind people to remember the body and blood of the Saviour and witness that they're willing to take upon them the name of Christ and remember him and keep his commandments so that they may have his spirit to be with them. All such important promises and blessings. Um, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, In the simple and beautiful language of the sacramental prayers those young priests offer, the principal word we hear seems to be remember. In the first and slightly longer prayer offered over the bread, mention is made of a willingness to take upon us the name of the Son of God and to keep the commandments he has given us. Neither of those phrases is repeated in the blessing of the water, though surely both are assumed and expected. What is stressed in both prayers is that all of this is done in remembrance of Christ. In so participating, we witness that we will always remember him, 
that we may always have his spirit to be with us, close quote. I liked that summary by um, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland because um, it is important we recognise that there are differences in those prayers, but also, you know, the things that we must remember from them and that there is great importance in those words that we hear. And that brings us to the end of section 20, which was an absolutely mammoth um, section. And so we're going to move on to section 21 right away because uh, we've got two more sections to go through and a day and a half's worth of studying to get through it. Um, Doctrine and Covenants section 21 is the revelation that was given on the actual day of the restoration of the church. So the actual fullness of this section was actually given probably before the fullness of section 20 was given. However, section 20 does outline the uh, organisation of the church and how it was organised. And it was it started being um, recorded and written before uh, 1830, but obviously it was only concluded and approved in 1831. So with this revelation in, a, in Doctrine and Covenants section 21, um, it is recorded that, um, quote, in, in the Joseph Smith papers, quote, describing the fulfillment of those instructions, Joseph Smith's history explained that Joseph Smith and his associates met together for that purpose on 6th of April, 1830. Those who attended the meeting, the history further explained, consented by my, and a, a unanimous vote. I then laid my hands upon Oliver Cowdery and ordained him an elder, after which he ordained me also to the office of elder of said church. They then partook of the sacramental bread and wine and then laid hands on each individual member of the church present that they might receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be confirmed members of the Church of Christ. Then, while the group was yet together, Joseph Smith dictated to the revelation featured below. Close quote. Now, this is quite a unique experience. Um, it seems that this revelation was given in front of the group that had come uh, to see the church be restored, uh, which means that this is one of a few revelations we have in Doctrine and Covenants that is given to a group of people. Uh, this does not happen very often. Usually it's to an individual or two individuals or perhaps a small group of, ind of individuals, but this was given to a congregation, as it were. Obviously, this congregation wasn't, you know, 100 strong, but even so, there was a, a couple of dozen at least uh, in that in that room. And they saw Joseph receiving this revelation. So first of all, I think that is a very interesting thing to point out and probably something which they will have valued and something which they would have thought was important to see a prophet of God in action, to see how he works, how he receives revelation. Um, I think that obviously, you know, there will be a number of people in that room, even some of Joseph's close family, that may not have ever seen Joseph receive a revelation in such a way. And so this was, you know, something quite big uh, for, for that group, I think. But let's look at the actual section itself. Uh, it says, the very first line in verse one, behold, there shall be a record kept among you. Now, this is a, a well-known um, thing at, at the start of the church that it's about it's a church of records. We are very big on keeping records of what happens. Um, I, in my role as a state clerk, am told this very often about, you know, when I read my read my kind of duties and roles in, in the handbook, it's all about records and keeping things in order. And, uh, you know, around this time of year, I get a lot of emails about stake histories uh, and making sure we record the histories of the stake and the wards in the area. Um, President Joseph Fielding Smith said this, quote, 
What would we do? What condition would we, would we be in if records had not been kept in days of old? We would not have our Bible. We would not have our Book of Mormon. And in our own day, we would not have the Doctrine and Covenants or the Pearl of Great Price. You all know how valuable these books are, and the Lord preserved them that they might be a benefit to us in learning of his ways and in the keeping of his commandments. Close quote. He is making the point that we need to keep records. Whilst we may, we may not be writing scripture as such uh, for future generations to learn from, we are writing important words, testimonies and things which will bless the lives of generations to come. These records will be used uh, and they that, that is something that we need to remember. I wonder if at that point anyone kind of grabbed um, you know, a piece of paper and started writing this revelation down. <laughs> and that's why we've got it now, you know, um, an invitation to, to keep that record and then to go from there. Um, in verse four, it says, wherefore, meaning the church, thou shalt give heed unto all his words and commandments, which he shall give unto you as he receiveth them, walking in all holiness before me. Here the Lord is verifying Joseph Smith as his mouthpiece on the earth. And at times we may find some things that the prophet says difficult. We may disagree with some things. Uh, President Harold B. Lee said this, quote, There will be some things that take patience and faith. You may not like what comes from the authority of the church. It may contradict your political views. It may contradict your social views. It may interfere with, interfere with some of your social life. But if you listen to these things as if from the mouth of the Lord himself, with patience and faith, the promise is that the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Yea, and the Lord God will disperse the powers of darkness from before you and shake the heavens to shake for your good, cause the heavens to shake for your good and his name's glory. Close quote. As we continue tomorrow, we'll see again further how the Lord has and will prepare the way of the Lord um, for his blessings to come into our lives um, through his prophets. And as we listen to the words of the prophets and the apostles, we will be blessed with great abundance of peace and comfort. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue to follow the podcast, subscribe to it, review it. It will be a wonderful thing for us. Uh, and you can also um, share the podcast. Uh, that'd be great. Please, you can join the Facebook group as well, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.